new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I showcase and interview small business owners, sometimes early career professionals, just people early on in their careers, or those who are just launching or starting their businesses. I usually sit with them and discuss their journeys, perspectives, pieces of advice, and sometimes I also do solo episodes where I discuss what's been on my mind and discuss a topic that can hopefully accelerate you in your job and your business. So today is one of those solo episodes. We'll be diving into a series of episodes that I plan to release uh, that deal with the design thinking model and how it relates to a small business specifically and how you can leverage it as a small business owner. Um, so before we dive into that, of course, thank you so much for listening. As always, I really appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. Just lets other people find us who could benefit from our podcast. And you can do that by going to Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app, scrolling down and just hitting that star review, or you can even type up a review as well. You can also follow us along on social media. Instagram is where I'm most active, Facebook, other social medias as well. You can just search Virtual Coffee Podcast and we will pop up. And thank you so much for listening. So let's dive into this solo episode. So as I mentioned, I want to dive into the design thinking model, um, which if you're unfamiliar with it, I will review it, but it has several stages and I want to do an episode dedicated to each one of those stages. Now, there are several design thinking models or frameworks out there. The one I'm going to be looking at today is from the Interaction Design Foundation, this is the one I leverage at work when I'm teaching about design thinking or when I'm teaching about kind of the stages to go through when you're building a product or offering a service. So this one from the Interaction Design Foundation, you can look it up to dig more into it if you want on your own, but it has five stages, empathize, define, ideate, prototype, and test. And those are in a very intentional order. So just to kind of give a quick overview um, before we dive into that first stage, empathize. This model starts with empathize, and this is to help define the problem. So empathizing with your end users, with your consumers, with whom you're serving. The work you do in that stage will help define the problem and will lead you into the define stage. Define is where you dig into the problem a little bit more. You really get into a lot of the research and begin to really understand the problem that you're looking to solve. Define will lead you into ideate, where of course you're ideating beginning to solution, thinking of ways to solve for the problem that you defined in the define stage that will help your users who you identified in the empathize stage. After you start to ideate for a solution, you'll begin to make that solution a reality in your prototype stage. And your prototypes that you create will spark new ideas and that'll kind of circle you back to ideate. So you might stay in a loop a little bit between ideate, prototyping, ideate, prototyping as new ideas come to be. But once you really land on a prototype that you're moving forward with, that leads you into the final stage of test. 
And here's where we do some more loops. So as you test your product or service, your prototype, test, create new ideas for the project or for the problem that you're solving for. And that will lead you back to ideate. So that's one loop that you might be in. Also in the test stage, you can learn about your users through testing, specifically through user testing and engaging with your users through um, the prototype or wireframes or etc. whatever that you've built to test your solution. And that will lead you back to the empathize stage. So as you can see, you can start to build a visual in your head that the design thinking process, yes, it's step by step, but a lot of those steps lead you back to a previous stage that you can then work on your solution to make it better for your users. So today we're going to focus on empathize, that first stage. And like I said, I'll do other episodes um, throughout the next few months on the other stages. When we say empathize, what is really important in this stage is to empathize with those whom you serve, your end users, your clients and customers, your consumers, the people that you're looking to solve a problem for, or the people you're selling to. Um, and I'm gonna, as I, and I'm going to really talk about this from mostly the perspective of a small business owner, but keep in mind that you can apply this to really any job where you're building or producing or solving a problem or producing a product or service or offering. So you want to empathize and understand your end users, who you're selling to, who you're trying to solve a problem for. And this will let you build the right product for the right people. So you can start to ask yourself, what are your customers' pain points and how can you fix them? How can you make their lives better through your service and product? And in order to really dig into that, you first need to understand your consumers and your customers. You need to understand what their pain points and challenges are, what their day-to-day -day lives are like, and understand how you can help them. And it might be for a very specific task or in a very specific industry or in a very specific stage of life. So for example, we'll use an easy example. Say you make and sell ice cream. That sounds very simple, <laughs> but you can start to dive into some of the challenges that people might have when it comes to buying and consuming ice cream. For example, people have allergies who can't eat just any old ice cream off the shelf. People have trouble maybe bringing ice cream back to their home because of the time they go to the store and get back to their house, it's melted. I mean, especially here in North Carolina, our summers can get so hot, ice cream can very easily melt even in the car. Um, or maybe they are really looking for different flavors. They don't just want the typical strawberry, chocolate, vanilla. They want really interesting flavors. Or maybe they really care about sourcing local ingredients and making sure they're the healthiest products or healthiest ingredients in their ice cream. And that's a pretty simple example. But as you can see, empathizing with your end users, you can get into, a, you know, larger worldly topics like trying to solve for sustainability um, and solving for larger matters as well. So by understanding what your users' challenges are, what their pain points are, you can start to really understand and start to solution for them in an area that you're also passionate about. So if you're passionate about making ice cream, how can you make the best ice cream for people or for a specific group of people that you're really serving? Um, are you serving the Raleigh area and want to partner with other local businesses and work with local farms? Like, is that your thing that you're looking to solve for? 
then you can kind of craft the persona of who you're serving and who your main customer is off of that. Empathizing with your customers also eventually helps you in marketing as well, marketing your offering, your product, your service. So why is your product better than someone else's? Why should your customers buy from you? You can start to answer those questions by understanding what your customers care about. What are their goals? Again, going back to sourcing from local farms, if that's the persona or the consumer group you're going after and want to sell to and want to uh, help achieve their goals of sourcing locally and eating healthy ingredients, then that's what you should really play up in your marketing. Hey, we have all local ingredients. Uh, we partner with local farms. There's no disgusting things in our ice cream and that will help you enjoy your ice cream more and you can feed it to your five-year-old without being worried that there's something crazy in there that will make them sick. Again, kind of just a <laughs> example I pulled from my head, but you can really get specific and market and target specifically to the person who you're trying to sell to. And it's never just one person, right? Plenty of people want healthy ingredients and want to partner with local farms. Like plenty of people care about that. And as you begin to scale and grow, you can kind of add more goals that you're solving for your customers, add more challenges that you're solving for. And that kind of leads me into my next point in that I've noticed in talking to small business owners on this podcast, a lot of them started their business by having a hobby or just a craft or something they did on the side and then their family or friends say, hey, you should think about selling that. And that's great. That, that really you know helps them dive into their passion and start their business. I personally think that that can only get you so far. I think there's a cap to your growth there. And in order to get to that next level, to get to that next level of scale, to elevate your business, I think this is where empathizing with your customers really comes into play because you can dig deeper into who your customers are so you can better serve them. So you can make those iterations on your product, your offering, your service to better serve their needs and to really deepen the value you're bringing to them. So for example, with that ice cream business, say you just sell the flavors that you're really good at and you're passionate about. Once you kind of are looking for that next stage of growth and scale, maybe you look at your customers and see, oh, wow, a lot of them are actually, maybe their partners are dairy-free. And so because they're dairy-free, they can't enjoy my ice cream. Well, maybe you start making dairy-free ice cream or nut-free ice cream because you notice some of your customers have allergies. Or maybe you start sourcing ingredients locally if you didn't before. Or maybe you offer delivery to their homes because a lot of your customers have families and they're so busy running the kids to soccer practice and picking them up from school and going to work and they don't have time to pick up the ice cream. So by digging deeper into understanding the lives of your customers, what they need, what they want, you can really start to solve for their needs. Now that ice cream example you can take that and apply it to your small business, apply it to the product that you're selling and start to think, who are my customers? Am I serving them the best that I can? Are there small iterations I can make? You can go from 
thinking about the actual product you're producing to the packaging you're sending it in to the way you deliver it to do you send a feedback survey out to listen to your customers and hear what they have to say. You can really take it end to end in your entire process of your business. So also some ways to start to build this empathy, to start to dig into who your customers are. You can, of course, just do research. Sometimes it really helps if you don't want to, if you just want to do research on your computer at first, you know, just in your home, you can search like a day in the life of, insert your customer here, a day in the life of a mom, a day in the life of a nurse, um, a day in the life of an ice cream eater. I don't know what would pop up there, but you can just start to do some Googling and start to understand what people want from the ice cream they eat or what people want from XYZ thing. You can also do interviews, so have one-on-one conversations, even if it's just your family or friends at first, the people you know. You can hop on your social media account and do Instagram polls. I mean, social media makes it so easy to gather feedback and insights from your customers. I think that's a great tool to leverage. Um, Or you can go on LinkedIn and post a link to a survey and ask people to take it. You're just trying to gather information from the people who you're looking to serve and understanding what's your pain point? What do you want? What do you need? Just get all that info that you can then read through, synthesize, and extract those themes of what your customers are expecting. And now you can start to move into that define stage, really define what they're looking for, then start to ideate for how you can solve those problems. And now, as you can see, you're moving into iterating on your product or building a whole new one. You can also leverage that research you did to build personas. So building a snapshot of your customer base. You know, maybe you're really serving moms in the Midwest who are stay-at-home moms and you can kind of list out a summary of their goals and challenges. Um, It's just kind of a snapshot of your customers because, of course, you can't have profiles for thousands or millions of customers that you might have but a persona just helps you kind of have a snapshot of who you're trying to serve Um, you can also build out a journey map to understand their day-to-day steps in xyz thing or the steps they go through to try to accomplish xyz task that you're looking to improve so there's so many ways to empathize with who you're serving and i think it's a really important stage that i'm sure Most small business owners do without even thinking about it, but by putting a bit of structure and some deeper thought into it, I think it can really help people iterate on what they're producing and reach more people and better the lives of the people they're serving even more than they already do. So I encourage you, if you're listening to this, whether you're a small business owner or someone who has, you know, more of a nine to five job, more of a corporate job, think about the problem you're currently noodling on or the problem you're trying to solve and think about who the end user is. Who will eventually use that product you're contributing to or who will eventually use that service or offering and how can you make their lives better? Who is that person? Start to dig into the people aspect of what you're trying to do and see where that takes you. Um, It's all about people, right? Behind every single thing is a person who has goals and motivations and challenges. And if we begin to empathize with them, we can start to help them. Um, So that's a little bit about the empathize stage of the design thinking process. Of course, 
you can definitely Google this. I just wanted to give a quick solo episode on it to get hopefully your brain juices flowing and thinking about how to apply this to your current business or where you're currently at in life or in your career. But thank you again so much for listening. Would love to hear your thoughts in a review on the Apple Podcasts app or on my latest Instagram post or on Facebook. Feel free to leave a comment. I'd love to answer any questions or just engage in a discussion with you all. Um, Again, thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week back here on Virtual Coffee. Thank you. Thank you.